This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the premier male grooming company with the Star Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. So you can use the promo code BLUECHIP, all one word, to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Condition. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting and RyzenDraft.com. It's Devin Jackson, the best co-host in the business. Devin, my friend, how are you today? Pretty good, man. Can't complain. Um, finally got that horrible weekend of NFL football all the way. But uh, We're recording this during the Monday Nighter. Oh, there's a game tonight. Apparently, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Appar- could have fooled me. It's not like I was gonna watch it anyways. I tell you what, I was talking to someone earlier today, and I was like, "You hear the Steelers and Bears? You're like, oh wow, you know, two historic franchises." But then you turn on the game, you're gonna be like, "What was that?" Both teams are bad offensively. I mean, really, the only win we get out of this is seeing Justin Fields in prime time. Um, but, but then you have to watch the NFL. Exactly. So, uh, Devin and I are, are, are really hammering home the, uh, the, the fact that the NFL games were bad. And there's a reason behind that is Devin and I just didn't want to talk about this week's games. They were bad. They were just unwatchable levels of bad and it's not because like oh it bucked the trend and like the underdogs won more often than not they were all just terrible football games all of them from top to bottom from uh from thursday straight on down to the end of the sunday nighter i, I tell you we're recording this at 8 15 on monday i can't remember who played in yesterday's sunday nighter well <laughs> I particular... genuinely, I know one team that played in it. And... <laughs> well, the Rams and Titans played last night. Oh, that's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the Titans played. The Rams just kind of showed up. Oh, sorry, the, like the Titans played. The Rams just showed up. Yeah, I, I give the Titans some credit, man. We we thought there's this is gonna be like a a nine win team maybe. And they're out here beating all the good, the supposed good teams. Devin, is this not talking about the NFL? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're just like towing the line. Nah, Show with the um, line. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I just wanted to talk about the Titans real quick because they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. But other than that, just throw away the rest of the slate. The Bills losing to the Jags, Saints losing to the Falcons. It's just throw it all away. It's all bad. All of, all of it was bad. But you know what wasn't bad, Devin? It was the Saturday games, man. We got some solid, solid games. And we're going to break them down. We're going to actually go a little bit more in depth than we normally do. And at the, about the halfway point, we'll take a bit of a, a quick breather so we can fit in those ad reads, you know. Got to do what you got to do. But let's start with Georgia versus Missouri. Uh, this game was never competitive. 
was it me or was the line on this game like 38 points? Do you remember? Yeah, it, it was like 38. I think it ticked up to 40 by game. Yeah, it, it was 43 to 6 for uh final for Georgia. Um man. Jordan Davis is just so good. That Georgia defense in general is just amazing. I'm, I'm tired of every week talking about sounding like a broken record, but like, yo, did you guys watch that Georgia defense? Of course you did. They murdered everyone. Honestly, this might be up there with one of the best defenses we've ever seen. Honestly. The Talent-wise. most points they've allowed in a game this year is 13. And that's because Kentucky spent. 10 minutes on their final drive. Yeah, well, South Carolina (laughs) also scored 13, but they've only allowed three opponents to score double digits. That's scary. I mean... This is an all-time team. They're due for a quote-unquote bad game, but I don't know when it's going to come. I mean, maybe Tennessee this weekend, upcoming weekend. Tennessee has been uh, a very surprising team. Uh, And it's funny because... Didn't Indiana and Tennessee play last year in a bowl game? Yes, and it reversed and the fortunes of both teams. Yes. Some reason Tennessee took exactly what Indiana had. Uh, so I want to throw that, that in there real quick. But yeah, Georgia is the best team in college football. And it's not, I don't even, even think it's particularly close. It's not close. So, I mean, uh, in, in terms of the, I mean, I don't even, you could talk, spend a whole episode talking about the Georgia's. You defense. really could. Um, I want to run something by you. It was a tweet from our guy, Luca Saratana. He says that Darian Kendrick's a top three corner in this class. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know yet because I haven't seen some of the other top guys. I still, obviously, uh, I have, uh, you know, a, you know, uh, kind of a, a big liking for my Gardner and, and Derek Stingley. But I think you can make the argument that behind Stingley and Booth, I mean, Kendrick is is right there. You can make the argument he's three. I don't know, man. Uh, this corner class is just absolutely loaded. Like, I'm, I would not at all be surprised if we saw six going round one this year. Teams are starving for that top corner, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. And, like, you, you throw in guys like Kyrie Elam and Michael Wright, Roger McCreary. Like, oh. I think it's, it's going to come down to testing, man. It I think, really is. I think it is because, I mean, there's no there's no huge drop-off to, no. what, maybe seven, eight, nine? I mean, uh, even after Devin, I, I I don't even think – I think you can keep going after that. I think really – if you look at top 64 on my big board, there are 10. <laughs> there are 10 Good. corners in that. There you have it. I mean, it's a it's an impressive group, man. It is it is it is loaded, man. Uh like unfairly. And then like my 11th guy is is Noah Daniels where his thing is just he hasn't played all that much, but when he has played, he's been phenomenal. I, I desperately need uh, Sauce Gardner to play a top five receiver in this class. Like, right? I need like I need like him against Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave just for one game, or him against James Jamison Williams and John Mechie. Or I would have loved to see him in uh, George Pickens last year, but but uh, Sauce Gardner didn't play in that game. So I just need him to play against one of these top 
prospects of receiver. I just need to see it, you know, because I his tape is good enough to where you can take him round one, even though he hasn't played a quote unquote big time receiver. But I just want to see it for tape purposes and and just to see how he competes. So uh, moving on to our next game, Devin, you covered this game. We, I was shocked. I almost placed a bet on <laughs> you, Alabama to cover. You and, and everybody in the world was shocked. I'll 20 to 14 over LSU. Um, Bama, I'm still waiting for them to, to kind of wake up this year, man. I think you're going to be waiting for the whole season. I, I think this is just how – I don't want to say it's caught up to them because they still have a significant amount of talent and, and they're just – coaching is just better than other teams. But I'm here to say I don't think this Bama team, I don't think this is a championship level team, to be honest. I, I think when they play Georgia, we're going to see whether or not they're they're good enough. And I don't think they're good enough to score a lot of points on Georgia. I'm going to be honest with you. So I, I think this is a case of this is one of those years that they're they're just not good enough to, to be the best. But I mean, just based on they're going to make else. playoff. They're going to make yeah. playoff. Yeah, I mean, there's still a significant gap between. So it's Georgia, then you go way down a little bit. It's Bama, and then there's a huge drop off after Bama. <laughs> so it literally think, is Georgia than everyone else this year. Yeah. So I mean, Bama's they're going to do their thing and probably win out, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I kind, of, I kind of also interested to see. I mean, Oregon just cannot lose the rest of the season, to nope. be honest, if they want to make the playoffs. We'll, we'll get to the Oregon game in a minute. But first, we have to talk about the fact that teams that are in the top five should always be scared of Purdue. They have the most top five ranked victories when they are an unranked team out of any team in college football. 17 times that's happened, Devin. We should have saw this coming. We should have. We should have. Michigan State, we were waiting for, for, for the team that was going to beat them. I think you called this a trap game, man. It, it's a classy West Lafayette. You go in there, it's – I don't know what it is about that stadium, but they just – Also, Aiden O'Connell, I still can't believe I'm actually looking at the stat line – 40 for 54 for 536 yards and three touchdowns. I don't know how he only threw three touchdowns. Just racking up the yards, but hey, our also, guy David Bell. 11 for 217 and a, a tutty. Third year what. in a row of elite tape from David Bell. He's been a monster since, a fresh, since he was a freshman, and it still feels like he's sliding under the radar. Boy, he is because he doesn't have – that you know crazy speed or he doesn't have elite this or elite that he's just one of those guys that just throw me the ball all right Devin stop talking like stop me from sorry I didn't mean to tell you to stop talking sorry tell me to stop talking when I when I hit the wide receiver that you would have David Bell over okay amongst the top receivers all right Wait, so, so like I'm going to list off some top receivers and mm-hmm. then you tell me if you would have bell over them or not. Okay. Okay. 
Traylon Burks. Probably not. Garrett Wilson. It's close, but probably not. Chris Olave. I would argue you could put him over Chris Olave, to be honest. Drake London. I like David Bell a little bit more. Uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College. Not a chance. I'm putting Zay Flowers over him. George Pickens. That one's a tough one. Um, I would still take Bell because I, 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 I don't like factoring health into things, but mm. he's available. So uh, Justin Ross. Not taking Justin Ross over him. All right. Uh, I got two more for you. So Jameson Williams. I, I can't take him over David Bell, to be honest. Jahan Dotson. Definitely. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I had to save Dotson for last. You you had to see that coming. So is Jahan is, Dotson your equivalent to my Pete Werner from last year? No, I don't <laughs> think he's a bad football player, but I, I just think he's overhyped. I still I still think that I look. I'll explain for people who are like, why you, why does he not like John Dotson? I like Jahan Dotson as a player. I think he's a good, solid player. Like he, he's not, I don't think he should be taking round one. I don't think he should be taking round two. Maybe late round three, early round four is, is what I, I still see for him. Just because, number one, his size. Number two, he's probably going to run really well. Penn State is known for having pin, like athletes that run well at in 40. So but I'm he not doesn't worried. separate with that speed. He has separation ability. He can run away from defenses, but I, I still question in terms of his play strength during routes because he can get hands on them and reroute them. And like, what is he going to play at the end at the NFL level? Like, is he going to play boundary outside receiver? Is he going to play slot? So when I t- said last year. At the end of the year, this is before he started going even more crazy this year. I say he was a day three player, more than likely, which he would have been in last year's receivers class. I don't, I don't think people understand that part of the take. Like last year's receivers class was the the deepest ever. Yeah, like who are you taking? Where are you going to take him? You're not. First of all, you weren't going to take Jahan Dotson over Kadarius Tony or Rondell Moore. First of all. Ronda Moore didn't get selected to the second round. Do you keep going down that list? I mean, are you taking him over Tyler Wallace? Are you taking him over uh, guys that got selected in the third round? I, yeah, I mean, maybe, Brown, but uh, not the, the Terrace Marshall. Uh, we could go on. Like those are those were those were guys that are first rounders in most drafts. Right. So my thing with Dodson is like, I like him as a player. I think he's a really good player. He, he's going to be a valuable player, but. Can he play at the NFL level as an outside receiver consistently? I don't know. I that that's my question with it. I, I don't know what he plays. That is why I have David Bell over Jahan Dotson. David Bell is an X at the next level. He is a X that you put out on the island and tell him to go win and he'll do it. Yeah. Like people are, I feel like people are going to dock him because he he's not a quote unquote separator. And I think we have to. And this is my last point before we come on, but I think you have to make sure when you're evaluating, you're not just saying he's a separator. Like you have to understand 
what type of player he is. Yeah. Like people were like concerned about Jamar Chase's separation ability, but is he dominant at the catch point? Like, can he handle physicality? There's certain guys that can get away with not being quote unquote elite separators and certain guys that can't. And, And whatever people say, oh, well, like, you know, he doesn't generate a whole bunch of separation. True. But does that hamper them in any way? There's there's the guys like uh, Mike Williams coming out of Clemson, who's now doing really well for the Chargers. There's Rashad Bateman, not an elite separator, wasn't overly big, but had hands that caught everything. And then there's guys like Kelvin Harmon that are on the opposite end of that. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, another example of that, same draft class, where they weren't good – in terms of creating separation, but they could really only serve as one role because of what they ran and they needed to be that jump ball receiver and couldn't be anything else. Whereas I don't have that concern about David Bell. I think you can use him in a variety of different ways. I think actually what you could use him uh, for in the next level is someone like a Terrace Marshall or even late stage of his career, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, you, you can put him as a big slot, uh, not quite, not like big as in terms of like Larry Fitzgerald big, but quote unquote, that's what they would call it. Like, you know, yeah, he's that. like six two two ten. Yeah, that's what he's listed. At. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he came in at like six one. Um, I think he'll we'll, be similar measurement wise to to Rashad Bateman. Probably, um, but but in terms of, I mean, the the tape speaks for itself. I, he's I don't, just. He's, he's probably going to run the sub 4-4, four, four, maybe 4-5. Four, People are going to be like, ah, does he have long speed? Da-da. All these different things. But you got to – some people just can ball, man. It yeah. just doesn't matter. And All right, let, let's move on. I watched this next game live. I was over at a family friend's house who is a diehard Oregon Ducks fan. And I feel bad for our own Ben Glassmeyer who had to watch this game out in the pouring rain. This game was boring. Oregon over Washington, 26 to 16. The leading passer in this game was Dylan Morris with 111 yards. Travis Dye, though, filling in very well for CJ Verdell while he's out with an injury. 28 carries for 211 yards. Yeah, it, it was it was a big game for him, for sure. It, it, it was. Washington's offense is, it is painful to watch. Uh. I didn't really hear too much of Kayvon Thibodeau's name. Um, you know, he was going up against Jackson Kirtland, which that's a tough matchup. You know, three tackles. He had a tackle for loss. He, he was getting into the backfield. He just wasn't really piling up the stat sheet, and that's fine. This game was yeah. this game was tough to sit through, Devin. I mean, <laughs> conditions. E- even uh, even the Oregon fan, you know, uh, in the room was bored watching this game. They're they're not a fun teams to watch. Be, they're not. Be honest with me. <laughs> Oregon uh, had we, their fun. The game less already. said about this game, the best. Why don't we just Why don't we just move on? Well, two things from this oh, game: ahead. the OC got fired for Washington, then Jimmy, Jimmy Lake, Lake got, got suspended. suspended. So that suspension is going to lead him to being fired. So yeah, you can't be punching a, a, a player, man. Uh, Ohio State survived Nebraska. Jesus Christ, why do teams continue to let Nebraska hang around? By the way, Nebraska fired like five coaches this week too. They didn't fire Scott Frost. He got they didn't that fire extension, Scott Frost, baby. Though. Got that extension. 
Oh, We'd love to see Christ. it. Yeah, just keep that blue blood program continuously bad. CJ Stroud, 36 of 54, 405 yards. Jackson Smith and Jigba, you can just pencil him in as wide receiver one for 2023. 15 catches, school record, 240 yards and a touchdown. Hey, Kayshawn Butte will like a word. I said you can pencil him in. I didn't say you could write it in ink. Right You're in already Kayshawn. put. Right in Keishon Boutte in ink, wide receiver one. Don't Moving care about on, the Cincinnati versus Tulsa. <laughs> um, Cincinnati, man, you needed this win in the worst way. And you bombed 28-20 over a bad Tulsa team. They almost gave it away at the end. If it weren't for a fumble, this game goes into overtime, Devin. You mean QB one Desmond Ritter fumbled? No, 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 no. Tulsa fumbled. Oh, I thought Tulsa fumbled. Tra- well, no, I mean, Tulsa fumbled. Tried to go I mean, into Ritter, the end zone. Ritter did fumble to give them the ball. Yeah, first and goal. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Tulsa fumbled, basically trying to cross the goal line as time expired, which sucked. Well, they could have scored on the first down, but the quarterback uh, decided otherwise for Tulsa. Look. Cincinnati. They need to get knocked for this, unfortunately. Like, yeah, I, I mean, they're probably gonna stay at six, to be honest. Or maybe I don't know, man. I I don't know what to do with that team anymore. To be honest, you you want Cincinnati in the playoff, but they're barely beating Tulsa, so they still have to play SMU, if I'm not mistaken. They still have to play Houston, more than likely in the AAC championship. So they got chances, but they got they, chances. They got but... they got to win big, man. Yeah. Uh, Indiana officially bowl ineligible, Devin, 29 to seven after getting the ass whooped by, uh, by Michigan. Jeez. Um, I, there is nothing to say. We have been big proponents of the Indiana rise the last couple of years. And boy, they are falling hard. Hey, look, they fell hard. You, you tweeted it out. Their offensive tackles are awful. And they were, they had to try to protect up against Aiden Hutchinson and David Ojabo. I don't understand. Did I say that right? Did I say his name right or no? I, I have no clue. I've never okay. heard anyone actually say his name. Like I, We've seen him tweet a bunch, but no one's actually said his name. Um, <laughs> I need to look that up. So, yeah, Indiana's tackles, man, are... They bad. have the anti-Makai back bad. Bad. At, right, at Is it the right tackle that's the anti-Makai? Oh, it was both of them. I think one's like 310, but the other one is like 375. I think it's the right tackle. And, so. and, and moves like a shed. He's got all the ankle flexion of uh, <laughs> all the ankle flexion of a falling sofa. It's not pretty. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a shame because we like what Tom Allen's built there. Listen, he might have to be like, I'm on my way out. I, don't I think, think he's he going to try to leverage us to get the fuck out of there, man. I, I don't think he can take this team anywhere else, man. Now, I think they peaked. I think they peaked. They and don't Penix, have a quarterback. Penix regressed terribly before he got hurt. Stephen Carr hasn't played well. Uh, Fry Fogel has vastly underperformed. Peyton Hendershot hasn't played well. Oh, uh, Taiwan Mullen were... hasn't played well at all. Remember people were talking about Fry Fogel as a potential top receiver in this class uh, over the summer? Uh, I mean, is he going to be a top 20 wide receiver? I don't know if he's getting drafted. 
also true. Should we just move on before yeah. this before talking about Indiana anymore? Just makes us depressed. Uh, Devin, we made fun of Vegas for for favoring North Carolina at home, but they must have known something. North Carolina wins because Wake Forest can't hold on to an 18 point lead. North Carolina wins 58 to 55. Ty Chandler, the former Tennessee running back. I'm starting with him. He had 22 carries for 213 and four touchdowns. He's actually outperformed the other Tennessee transfer running back this year, which is I think, nuts. The, I think the ACC is the new Big 12 this year. Yeah, no, the Big 12 is playing defense. The The ACC is just like, we can't even spell defense. It's like, you know what? No one's going to the college football playoff this year from the ACC. Might as well so not try. Might as well not play defense anymore. But no, like, seriously, uh, Defense is a big concern for both teams. Well, goodbye ACC uh, playoff hopes. That what that Wake Forest. That was it. That would that was their chance. Yeah, I, look, we we talked about this already. We knew Wake Forest was going to lose at some point. We just didn't know when. I didn't think it was going to come to North Carolina. We I said they were going to lose still... to somebody that yeah. they shouldn't have lost to. And I mean. This could have been easily avoided had Sam Hartman not gone 25 of 51. Throwing sub 50%, when you throw that many passes too, is suboptimal. There is nothing to say about that. I, mean, I don't even know how you do that. That's impressive. By the way, he still averaged 7.8 yards an attempt. Not per completion, man. per attempt. <sighs> Yeah, that if you're a defensive player, you throw away that tape. Yeah, I'm sorry, it, it, there's uh, nothing good from that game. Good grief! By the way, North Carolina, uh, Sam Howell also had a hundred yards on the ground. I think that's been the thing. North Carolina's found some balance, not having to have Sam Howell throw for like four hundred yards. I mean, I think that's the key. If, if you're not dropping him back 40, 50 times a game, like you've got a chance to win. because you, you, you use him in the balance. running game, and, and they've done that. They're 5-4. and four. They've vastly underperformed to what we all thought they would. But I mean, Sam they, Howell could, is, they could win out. They could win out and make it interesting. You know what, Sam Howell, everybody loves to talk about that first game. That first game against Virginia Tech, he was bad. But he's actually played pretty well outside of that game. Yeah, I don't think he's like – Top five, good, but I, I, I think they're yeah, just going to get it's back. this quarterback class. I'm not sure if I'm going to have a quarterback in the top 40. I'm saying, though, in terms of teams picking quarterbacks, he's probably not going top five, but I think a team can get tremendous value in them in the teens, honestly. Anywhere from that teens to trade into the end of round one, get the fifth year option on them. I think there's something there. Yeah, I mean, he look, he's he's not going to be elite immediately but i think he's good enough to be a serviceable starter early in his career i, I just don't know what he's going to turn into but i think he can be decent absolutely all right we're going to move on to our next game not really a whole lot to say about this one notre dame beats navy navy's had a bad year i think neamon alolo is going to go um notre dame wins 34 to 6 Kyron Williams, 95 yards, two touchdowns. Jack Cole went 23 of 29, 269 and a touchdown. Navy's been bad this year. That, that is simply what it is. I think <laughs> I, I honestly think Niamh Lolo is going to go. Probably. I, I mean, 
you can't be this bad. I, I know they're not. As, they were they were bad last year too. Yeah. Look, it, it they're just not going to cut it. I mean, no. they they were good for that couple years stretch with Malcolm Perry uh, at quarterback, but now and Ke- don't forget Keenan Reynolds too. Keenan there's Reynolds, a, there's yeah, a that, blast from the past. <laughs> that is a name that I've not heard in a long time. But yeah, they uh, I think they're uh, ready to. Man, look, just a quick spill. Why do they have to run an option, man? I, I just want one of the academies to just have a normal offense. And Well, here's the thing, Devin. Try recruiting a pocket-style passer. I know, I know, I know. There's your problem. I know. Let's just That's... move on. <laughs> We're about to go down a, a dark path. We really are. You keep pulling us down these really depressing conversations. Uh I was able to dig up the one good play from West Virginia in their 23, uh, 24 to three loss to Oklahoma state. And it was the Dante stills interception. He, I keep, he is my guy this year on the D line. We love big man interceptions, dude. I Dante stills. I love the, I loved his brother. I think I like Dante better. Like in terms of not only just like as a player, like as a prospect, but as a player, I think he's got far better upside. Like he's, he's getting sacks. He's able to impact the game in a variety of ways. He's got an actual pro, you know, pro build. It's just everything to like, by the way, uh, let's see. I'm seeing like no 100 yard rushers in this game, no 200 yard passers in this game. Jarrett Dagey, by the way, 15 of 22 for 109 yards and a pick. So, uh, West Virginia's offense is back to being bad again. Uh, Letty Brown, Devin, I've mentioned this on the podcast before about how incredibly frustrating it's been to watch Letty Brown this year, right? Yep. He had 10 carries for 24 yards with a long of 15. That is bad. <laughs> that is pretty rough. Uh, and um, Jesus, Jared Dagey was sacked eight times. It's not going to win you football games. No, no, it's not. Two sacks for Devin Harper. Uh, one for, is that what? No, Jason Taylor, the second. There's no way. Oh, wow. I don't think, I don't think it is. I think it's just, no, because he's from Oklahoma City. Which I think Jason Taylor lives in Miami. Um, two sacks for Brock Martin. Who had the pick? Oh, Christian Holmes, a former Missouri kid. He came away with the with the interception as well. If you liked offense, this was not the game for you. Yeah, yeah. Big Twelve was turned into uh, the SEC apparently. Yeah, this in makes terms no defense. sense. In terms of defense, in terms yeah, of this makes no sense. I don't, don't want to give people, I don't want to give people the wrong impression. <laughs> Somebody clicked that, uh, and I'm still trying to figure out this this next one, Devin. TCU with a quarterback making his first career start beats number twelve Baylor thirty to twenty eight. That quarterback Chandler Morris goes twenty nine of. 41 for 461 yards and two touchdowns. People are already talking about him being a prospect next year. So that gives you insight on how bad that, uh, <laughs> just how bad 
this quarterback class has been this year. Oh, he is a redshirt freshman. Okay, so he is. Yeah. Okay, he's five foot eleven and one hundred and seventy five pounds. So, listen. Let maybe we need fun. to chill. Let people have their fun. I know. I know. You know I'm anti-fun. By the way, my guy, Abram Smith, even though they came out on the lose again, another great game for him. 18 carries for 125. He's got to go to, to one of the, the, the college bowl, uh, all-star games, man. He just has to. And a fantastic sure. game I mean, as well from, from Tyquan Thornton. I think another guy that, that's got to go to one of these games, man. Thornton. They got plenty now. So I know there's a new one. There's like 14 of them now, but I mean the I mean the two that matter. I mean the <laughs> yeah, two that matter. Yeah, uh, I know Ta- what you mean. Tyquan Thornton, five for 121 and two touchdowns. He's an interesting evaluation because of his size profile. He's six three and one eighty. He's a very oddly built dude, but he's a really good player. Uh, Gary Bohannon, though, this was a rough game for him. Listen, the accuracy if, was, was off. He threw a, a crucial pick. Uh, and Devin, I'm, I just want to talk about some quick brand guys that, that played in this game. Jalen Petrie recovered a fumble. Uh, Terrell Bernard, 11 tackles in this game, one for a loss, including a QB hurry as well. Um, who else had a great game? Oh, one of the, one of the um, deciding plays in the game came from Travis Hodges Tomlinson, who deflected the ball for an interception. Uh, on a deep ball, which was phenomenal. The, it actually confused the cameraman, too. It was a great play. Uh, and then Noah Daniels. He was playing lockdown. He hasn't really had a chance in his entire career to get on the field, but he's played in four games now. Yeah, I mean... That is a career high, actually, for him, I believe, in games played at four. For who? For Noah Daniels. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's been injury after injury after injury, but the dude's still a burner. But no, I mean, the 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 Gary Patterson era ended with a whimper, and the next era, the Jerry Kill era, starts with them knocking off a, a, a ranked team at home. That's impressive, man. Yeah, I, I, I had some hope out for Baylor, but man. I did too. It's, it's Oklahoma, it, Oklahoma State going to the big Devin, <laughs> Devin, it was a trap game because Baylor gets Oklahoma next week. Explains it all. And watch Baylor play them down to the wire. Yep. Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to, uh, you know, get through the rest of these games. There's more really good games coming up in a second. We want to thank our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet for whatever your needs are. With nine amazing flavors to choose from, all of which covered in 100% chocolate. Oh, by the way, guys, they have several monthly special offer bars as well, all of which have up to 19 grams of protein with only four grams of added sugar and four grams of net carbs. Built Bar has whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for a delicious snack, a pre- or post-workout bar, or need to keep up with your macros, Built Bar is a top-of-the-first-round protein bar. See what I did there? Draft puns. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next order. That's BIGSHOTS, all one word, 10% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, we are back. We have number 13 Auburn against number 14 Texas A&M. This game looked like it belonged in the in the Big 12 this year, man. 20 to 3 at Texas AM. Um, 
Isaiah Spiller, 21 carries, 112 yards. That defense held Auburn in check all night. Yeah, we know how good Texas A&M's defense is. Bo Nix, sub 50%, man. He's going to play well one game, and the next game you cannot hear from him at all. But I I did not watch him in this game, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. You know what? We saw a, you know another big game from guys like DeMarvin Leal for AM, six tackles. Uh, Leon o- O'Neill Jr., who has had some buzz, the, the defensive back, he had seven tackles in this game, uh, including a QB hurry as well, which is nuts coming off the edge at corner. Um, just not a whole lot to talk about with this game, unfortunately, though. No, this is a game. This is proof that back. these two teams should not have been ranked that high. And I'm going to be ranked as high as possible because they beat Bama. So they're going to be third. <laughs> oh, please. No, please. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, I, I don't care to spend too much time on this game, Devin. We had number 15 BYU uh, handing Idaho State their eighth loss of the season, 59 to 14. Uh, and moving on, we. <laughs> what else? Sorry. About. What was I going to add on to that game? I'm just going to move There's on. Pretend nothing. that game didn't happen. Um, it's a it's a filler game and then this was the draft twitter game of the week this was uh liberty at Ole miss and uh matt corral if you compared the two quarterbacks definitely came out ahead but i don't think that that's the headline for this game i think you had a brand guy that really showed out in this game that you called about 20 minutes before the game (laughs) it's crazy i was half joking about jerry and ely i'm like and then he just explodes (laughs) I was like, there, yeah, the scouts are actually there to watch him. And then he scored a 70-yard touchdown in the first play. So that was a highlight of the game for me. I, I honestly did not watch this game. Um, and I'm Malik Willis threw three picks. I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't watch it because I knew it was going to be heavily talking about the quarterbacks. Every play that Malik Willis makes, everyone's going to overreact about. And then and ignore exactly the happened. three interceptions. That's the yeah. important part. Ignore the three picks that he throws. Well, the funny thing is I didn't watch the game, so I got back probably the fourth quarter of the game. First thing I see on Twitter is him juking some dude. <laughs> so it just goes to show you. I didn't see a single video of any of his picks. So, right. I, look, Willis is a project, man. Let's let's put it out there. He's, he's not going to be a day one starter. I, 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 I am so genuinely tired of this like we need to compare him to I've seen him compared to Lamar Jackson I've seen him compared to um to Michael Vick I've seen him compared to Donovan McNabb somehow I mean Willis the is are all over foot, the charts man. six foot 210 and is being compared to Donovan McNabb who was six foot two uh, sorry six foot three and 235 I've seen him compared to Dak Prescott I, I just don't get him at just I, I I I think he's in that Cordell Stewart Pat white range. Like that's his ceiling and floor. His ceiling is is Cordell Stewart, and his floor is Pat White. I'm sorry. Yeah, look, man, 
I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about Willis because, look, I was a fan of him a year ago. Around this time a year ago, no one was really talking about him. And I was like, is yes, this is because this, you wanted to be great... first so he could be a brand guy? I didn't want to be first. I thought he was actually like, – he, <laughs> he beat Virginia Tech about this time a year ago. So oh, remember when that meant something, Devin? Yeah. Sorry, Barack. Sorry, Barack. <laughs> yeah. Don't <sorry>. hurt me. <laughs> Love you, man. But look, that after that game, um, I was like, yeah, I, I can get behind this. But then the spring came and then the summer came and people were like, yeah, this is QB1. He's the best quarterback. All this talk. I'm, I was like, and I wrote an article about around this year, time a year ago. I'm like, he has a lot to work needs work in structure like he his flash plays are great but his accuracy and footwork etc he still has those same issues today so look Hugh Freeze got him there he got him on a national stage and that's great but now he has to take that next stage of development and that won't happen until you get to NFL you mentioned Hugh Freeze what is this I heard about Ole Miss's social media team getting in trouble yeah so i think they made some i I can't remember it now but i I remember seeing it they had it up for a minute but they had to take it down um hold on let me see if i can oh is this what did they like post him from when he was like laying in the hospital bed i don't think oh yeah they did (laughs) they said one the day and they posted with thumbs up from the bed. Oh, yeah. Jesus. All right. That's a thing that happened. Um, and then and then they also said, if you have complaints about this result, send it to lufootball at liberty.edu. If not, please do not slander these young men. Or <laughs> I think that was a quote from Hugh Freeze at while well, he's been at Liberty, I think. Um, yeah, well, it no, that, that second one I just read was about Hugh Freeze tweeting back when he was still Ole Miss's coach. He said, if you have facts about violations, send it to compliance at Ole Miss.eu. Oh, Jesus. If, do, if, you, if not, please do not stand with these young men or insult the fans. So they went full, like, Trollo. we're going to say F you to uh Hugh Freeze. So. Ah, okay. Uh next game. Devin, we knew this game was going to enroll this the unfurl the same way it did. It, it's almost the, it's not quite the same way it happened last year, which last year's game between Arkansas and Mississippi State was beautiful for a number of reasons. But Arkansas did beat a ranked Mississippi State team once again. First of all, Mississippi State should have never been ranked 17th. Nope. Let's be real here. <laughs> nope. Let's be real. Can here. we just say, like, listen, you can say what you want about Mississippi State. You can say what you want about the rankings on any any of that. Charles Cross has been phenomenal this year. Yes, he's he's been really good. Like, listen, so, there were concerns about his anchor, but he's he's been fine. All right. So Mississippi State has this weird season. They beat NC State, who's now ranked. They beat Texas AM. When they are ranked 15th, they beat Kentucky, who was ranked 12th. So they got these three ranked wins and they got losses to Memphis and LSU. Like what? Like what? How does that constitute them as a good team? They got beat by 40 by Bama. 
I don't know where the college football playoff is seeing in this team. That's why they lost to Arkansas. Get them out of here, man. Get them out. Devin, I was way too invested in the end of this game, and I'll get into why I was way too invested in the end of this next game in a minute. But Tennessee, they pulled the upset over Kentucky 45-42, to came down to a fourth and ten, and Will Levis just didn't get it done when, it, when he needed to. It's kind of a shame, but Tennessee putting it together. The offense is getting there. Yeah, look, uh, Hendon Hooker. I don't know. He might be legit, man. He might be legit. Now, when you say legit, are you talking late round still? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't mean. <laughs> I don't mean no, not top pick. Now I'm not going to go that far, but I was going to say I'm like careful with your wording, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he might be a legit prospect in terms of being draftable. Now, I, I think he's going to need a larger sample size of consistent play. He probably comes back another year at Tennessee since Joe Milton to his third school. But he looks good. Uh, moving on to another one. We had NC State on the road. They beat Florida State 28-14. That game was never in question. It really wasn't. Like, you know, you know what I found out yesterday what? while I was going through looking looking through some some brand guys. Uh, Devin Leary, twenty two touchdowns, one interception this year. That is some efficient football. He he's played some really good football. I wonder. Um, I wonder if anyone's ever mentioned him as a draftable prospect. Never, never. It's no, not like but, he. It's not like he has the most retweeted tweet. Uh, in the history of of this of this very program's Twitter account, it's funny. We talked about it after it happened too. I was like, I just made a, a normal tweet about Devin Leary. It wasn't oh, I had special. the same thing with Phil Dracovic this week too. ACC quarterbacks <laughs> are our gold mine. Apparently. ACC quarterbacks, ACC uh, offensive linemen try to tweet a, a you know a, a Big Twelve running back, and not a single person cares. I will tell you what, I wish I was early on. I can Iquanu. He is a monster. Legit monster. I was early on him. I, I say I wish I was. I know, but I, I was. So yeah. <laughs> ACC offensive linemen, man, they're my specialty. Despite not being the I should have just when we were assigned uh conferences, I should just went, yo, just just make me the ACC guy. You instead, um, you got the Big 12 as a guy. Well, I got Sunbelt first, Sunbelt and FCS. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to throw Mike a bone and give him the Big 12. But I'm like, let me keep the Sunbelt. And now here we are. We're in the middle of November. And I'm like, let me watch the Sunbelt games that mattered. That's what you got. Which basically means every week I get to watch uh, Coastal, App State, and um, Louisiana. And Louisiana. And, and then I get to just not have to watch the rest. That's funny because that's literally get, the that's literally the race right now. In this yeah, no, no, I, I Kate, like I'll I'll watch like Jalen Tolbert every week, but like I don't care about anything else on that South Alabama team. You know, Jake try to, no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about something more exciting than Jake Bentley, Devin. We had Illinois upsetting Minnesota on the road. <laughs> Another team that, you know what? Beaten now one that, now that we're team a with a week, winning record all year. 
now that we're in uh, now almost a week after the rankings initial rankings come out can we talk about what did they do after 15 like did they just throw darts at teams and was like yeah they're 17 like why is Minnesota ranked right now who have they beaten that's been remotely good Purdue Big Ten which is a means, mess. Devin, Big Ten West is a mess. Which means they're still going to be ranked next week because they need Purdue to be ranked as well because they just beat Michigan State. Next game. I saw, <laughs> I saw the most ridiculous thing on Saturday, Devin. This is in response to Wisconsin's 52-3 to win over Rutgers. Thank God our picks don't count anymore because I did pick Rutgers. <laughs> good god (laughs) but i saw a tweet and you know exactly who it's from talking about well isn't it a good thing that paul christ wasn't fired these boys are playing the hardest they've ever done they're they're coming for the big 10 championship you beat Rutgers. no the funnier tweet was they held david bell in check so that means they're good Devin, I just took my glasses off. And for those that know me personally, I can't see with my glasses off. But that that tweet made me so angry that I, I chose to show my disdain over the ability to see. Literally, <laughs> That's when you hedging, know it's bad. Literally hedging your season on stopping a receiver when they double team them all game. Come on now. Enough. Just enough. Get this Wisconsin team the hell out of my face. Yeah, they're they're bad, and and every team in the in, in the Big Ten West except Purdue is bad. Sorry, uh, Dev. I apologize to anyone that had the misfortune of watching this game as number twenty-two Iowa beat Northwestern seventeen to twelve. Remember last year when Northwestern was good? Do you remember every that? other year, man? Every other it, year. I swear it's every other year, man. Because like they were awful when we covered the big t- the Big Ten, and then during the COVID year, that's oh okay. I guess last year was an anomaly. I don't know what the real Northwestern is now. They're about on par with uh, Nebraska, I'm- except they have winning seasons. They had one. Let's let's let let's settle down a bit. Let's let's I'm saying I'm saying they're on like in terms of you just don't know what you're going to get from. Yeah, them you have year. no idea. Uh, you don't know like- what you're going to get from. Them. Uh, I, I had to double check who their quarterback was. And who is it? <laughs> it's Andrew Marty again. Who? Andrew Marty. I have no clue. Who that he is. took over for like, he took over for like the last three games of the really bad season. Then they had Peyton Ramsey last year and they were good. And then they went, all right, well, let's try Hunter. Uh, not Hunter Thompson. Hunter Thompson is a great listener and friend of the show. Hunter Johnson. We have Hunter Johnson. We're going to try him again. And then they were swiftly reminded of how bad of an idea that was. Yeah, they're bad. Should we just move on? Yeah. All right. Please. I want to talk about this game in depth next. And it's because this game cost me money, Devin. This game cost me money. I threw down a bet and I misread the bet that I was placing. So I bet over under on the home team scoring more than 33 points. What I thought 
I was betting on was that the over under on the game was 33 points. Uh-oh. Sure enough, the home team in this game scored 14 points, and that was Fresno State as they got mud stomped by Boise. So do you, do you I was want, excited. Wanna... I was excited about the end of the Kentucky versus uh, Tennessee game because if Kentucky had come back, I thought that I had just turned ten dollars into seventy, and it turns out that I it would not have mattered anyways because I didn't uh, the over under on this game was not thirty three points. Which would have been like I think the lowest over under since like 1964 probably. Which I really should have known that, but yeah, boys, he beat them 40 to 14. I'm very sad about this final. Um, oh, I thought you were going to be sad about me, like not winning money. Some friend you are. Look, betting <laughs> betting is a slippery slope that I will not get sucked into. Anyway. This is my first time actually throwing down a bet. And I can assure you I probably won't be doing that anytime soon. <laughs> no, look, Fresno disappointed me big time. Um, I thought this was a game that it's going to be a good one. It's going to be very close, contested. Boise has been up and down this year, but their defense is exposable, but Jake Hander stunk up the joint. Jalen Cropper got held in check. Um, Ronnie Rivers got held in check. I mean, there was nothing good from Fresno in that game, like nothing. But look, Boise has a couple of draftable guys in the secondary. Uh, I'm going to attempt to say a name that probably I'm going to butcher, but here we go. Oh, uh, hang on, hang on. Let me bring up the roster first. Oh, this is going to be fucking amazing. Go it for is, it. It is a DB from Boise State. Uh, hold on. Let me pull it up here and make sure I, I'm going to. Oh, say it. guys, you have no idea how much this excites me. What's his name, right. Devin? So, defensive back. Is it Kikala Kaniho? I know how to say his last name. I just I don't believe... know how to say his first name. Hang on. I had it a second ago and then it decided to ESPN decided to just blare highlight sounds in my ears. Uh, his last name, I believe it would be Kikaula. There you go. Kikaula Kaneo. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about him. A <laughs> He's got bit. a brother on the team too. Yeah. His brother got a, a interception. Kanoe Kaneko. Yeah. So, they're they're actually a fun duo. Uh, his brother just started playing this week or last week because they had some injuries. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, uh, back to the original Kaneo. Uh He's he's like a probably going to be a nickel the at the next Kaneho. level. Yeah, he's probably going to be a, a nickel at the the next level. Uh, he did a really good job defending Jalen Cropper. Um, got a pick on while uh, Cropper was running a corner route in the first. Uh, quarter and then on a screen he nearly took one for six so uh, he's an interesting one Uh, he played a little bit of punt return kick return uh, mainly a nickel Um, a little bit small probably not going to get drafted but he's someone to watch for sure and then of course my guy J.L. Skinner the safety he got an interception too so uh, good day for for Boise State secondary 
absolutely. They that that was a game I don't think any of us could have seen coming. Uh, God, we we told everyone to smash the under on the next game, right, Devin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know the 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 uh, over under was definitely over twenty seven total points. So you would have won some money on that one. San Diego State beat Hawaii seventeen to ten. Devin, this is your conference. What happened? <laughs> San Diego State did what they did, did best: run the football, play defense. Cameron Thomas had another good game uh, for uh, San Diego State, and he had a, a, a sack and uh, and you know made a couple of plays in the backfield, and then. Uh, my guy Calvin Turner Jr. had a receiving touchdown, but Hawaii really can do nothing offensively, and uh, pretty much how the game played out. Yeah, um, I, it's weird. I remember when Hawaii used to. If you went to Hawaii, you were guaranteed to put up points, and now that's never the case anymore. I miss the good old days where Hawaii was fun on offense. Yeah. Moving on to our moving on to our last game, Devin. We had Pitt on the road. They beat Duke 20, not 20, sorry. They beat them by 25 points, 54 to 29. Small hands McGee, Penny. uh, Goddamn. I was so busy trying to make a joke. I screwed his name up. Small hands McGee, Kenny Pickett, 28 to 43 for 416 and three touchdowns. Listen, his hands are like baby hands, but he seems to not have a problem whipping it around the field. Look, he's, he's going to be selected probably late first, early second. Oh, dude, I, mean, I think he's going mid to late first. Could be that, too. I mean, he's definitely going to get overdrafted for what he is just because NFL is starving for quarterbacks for whatever reason. For whatever reason. I, I don't understand why you would be so high on a guy like this. Look, his I think his, uh, his ceiling is maybe Kirk Cousins in terms of – being a starter, like a mid-level starter, I think, but I don't expect him to be a star. In yeah, the NFL level. sounds about right. So, we've had our picket, uh, you know, not debate, but our our pickets spiel already on this show. So, no need to rehash it. Absolutely, Devin. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get on out of here? Uh, just take a look at my uh, recent article that came out uh, on Friday about Kamari Averett, uh, the Bethune-Cookman tight end um, that came out on risingdraft.com. So give that a look. I found out today, I think, that he's going to return to school. So kind of outdated. Devin, I'm not kidding. I was bit. actually going to watch him like 20 minutes after that tweet was sent. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm, I'm looking for more for more players. By the way, if anyone wants to send me some defensive linemen that I should watch, that would be great. I've watched six. Um, and I think there's going to be more than six interior defensive linemen drafted. So, yeah. Uh, if you want to do that, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You see how I fit that segue in there, Devin? That's, that's some damn good... That's some damn good radio right there. Yeah, you can find Devin on Twitter with his amazing articles and always tweeting about his brand, guys, at Real D underscore Jackson. You can follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work over at Blue Chip Scouting and over at Rise and Draft at Blue Chip Scout and R&D Scouting, uh, respectively. Um, 
and we will see you guys. I don't know why I needed a big pause. I think I kind of forgot where I was going with the sentence, but we will see you on Friday.